Hello and welcome to episode of the Nintendo Retainment Podcast. My voice just cracked there. <laughs> uh, I am Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. As you go into Friday and into the weekend, just remember. Yes, always think about family. <laughs> I don't got friends, I got family. Ah, but man, I just can't believe it's already that time of year. It's about bloody time we finally get to this top Splatfest topic. About time. I actually forgot I was having this weekend, so I'm glad you reminded me. Also, shout out to Death Battle fans because one of the most requested matchups they want is Dom Toretto versus Kazuya. No, uh, one of the one of the Yakuza guys. You have Kiryu Kazuma against Dom Toretto, yeah, really? That was it, not Kazuya. Kazuma, there we go. Yeah, Dom versus Kazuma. It was a, they actually even did a Death Battle cast on that. It, it's hilarious. So, I'm sorry, but look, Dom's okay. He has power of family, but Kiryu, he, he literally took bullets and he can take them down. I'm sorry, oh. Kazuma all the way. I, I just like, I know how you say that, and I'm not denying that Kazuma would likely win, but they were showing some of the clips from the Fast franchise, including one where Dom allegedly like just stomped on the pavement and it broke a highway. <laughs> yes, and Kazuma Kyo can literally summon dragon with his own feet. There you go. So yeah, Kazuma wins, but I just, I want to see who they get to voice Dom because it would have to be like the best Vin Diesel ever. You know, like even I would say I can't do a good Vin Diesel. I can't. Like I could have done Scooby, I could have done Stitch and a few others, but uh, I can do a good Popeye, but no, I definitely couldn't do a Dom Toretto. So they'd have to have the right voice actor. Also, what would be, would they have to do it in 3D? Because obviously they can't do live action. As hilarious yeah. as that would be, <laughs> you know, see what actor they could get that looks like Vin Diesel. I mean, it, I'm just wondering, does Vin Diesel or like in Dom have a sprite form? What didn't they make like? I know it has like a 3D form in the re, yeah. in the uh, crappy games and all that. Yeah. But like, then there was like a sprite form of, of Dom because I know Cosma has has a sprite form with the cross uh, cross uh, X series. The yeah. I don't, them. I don't think there's one of uh, sprite one. Also, that would just kind of look weird. Let's let's be honest here. At least with a 3D one, they could like do like they did with like Superman. They they get the model, but then they like reskin it to look better. Eh, sure, sure, sure. So, that, that, they they that, got a good team. They can make it work. Anyway, Nintendo Podcast. Um, family. So we got a very interesting <laughs> show for you tonight, which includes uh, family. Oh yeah, yeah but they forgot here. also one more person Scott. here in this podcast. I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, but is, is Scott family? Is I am family. I am, I am the family. <laughs> I am family. Dang it! I'll force myself in. <laughs> All right. Uh, act, force yourself into family. That sounds like The Rock. Oh! <laughs> Come rock? on, if he had anything, he's going to be sitting at the head of the table. Yeah. <sighs> okay, look, I, I know I'm an AEW fan, and I really shouldn't care what WWE does, and I don't at times, but I want nothing more than The Rock to headline WrestleMania just so we could extend the whole Cody hasn't finished the story element because it's too funny at this point. <laughs> like, there's like 14 wrestlers who have finished the, their story in the last year or so, and Cody's still trying to finish his. And he even says like, he hated creating that phrase. I'm like, well, you live by that phrase, you die by that phrase, Cody. So, <laughs> if The Rock goes for it at WrestleMania, I will be cheering so dang loud because that means that Cody still hasn't gotten to finish his story. I'm not petty at all. <laughs> anyway, Nintendo Podcast, I swear. So we have a fun show for you tonight, full of family, friends, and video games. So of course, start off with what have you been playing? 
Uh, let's start off with Scott this week. What have you been playing? So I actually have uh, gone back to the past in my mind, and I've actually started playing Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix again. Ah. <laughs> but uh, also it's because uh, <clears throat> I've been watching a lot of Kingdom Hearts like mod runs during like my lunch <laughs> hours, and just made me want to play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> So I've been so I went back to my one of my old critical mode playthroughs back on the PS4 because I realized that I did most of my like playthroughs on the PS3. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, other than the, you know, the normal PS2 playthroughs I used to do all the time, but it's a lot different on the final mix games. So I was playing Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix and and continuing my critical run mode. And just to realize that I still suck. I'm I'm not the best at these games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay hard to replicate a lot of the things you see on youtube oh there's there's so many ways you could take that (laughs) (laughs) never forget what youtube is my friend so notice how i said that my friend not my family i digress moving on yeah um and then i well i mean during mom's saturday i did a fun little uh replay of baldur's gate 3 but i Ah. did it with two other friends so okay, that we okay. had three OCs, and we just brought Gail along. <laughs> ah, okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, by the way, was a bad idea. Don't bring Gail along to things in case he dies. <laughs> he's such, he's <laughs> such a, a glass. He's such a glass character. He yeah. is. He does. He can do a lot of utility, and he can do a lot of damage from range. But once people get close to him, he's kind of just like, well, <laughs> this happens. <laughs> well, guess I'll die. <laughs> yeah, I used him, and I'll, I'll save my talk for later. But I used him, I think, in one fight, not just because he was one of the first characters I got. Then once I got another character, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting rid of this guy because <laughs> it was just, it wasn't, he wasn't useful to me. So, and I'm glad I, I'm glad on that choice I was right. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I we should have probably brought Will instead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good magic, but also actually has close range stuff in case people decide that they want to, you know, attack him with a sword. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was really fun though because we literally like in that in the first like uh, when you're on the mind flare ship for the first time in the beginning moments, and you're fighting. Or I guess you're running away from the giant, like devil fighting the giant um, mind flare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we actually piled on and buffed up the mind flare and kept uh, pummeling on the the demon to kill him, and actually took his sword and then. <laughs> yeah, that's got that down. beginning sword is very good. That beginning sword is very good. It yeah. is really nice, and my person was uh, a barbarian, so I just took the sword for myself, and it carried us quite a bit until we went to the goblin camp and got the giant axe there mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. so it was fun um having like multiplayer in boulders gate 3 changes a lot of the aspects of the game especially because you aren't thinking of as much on party members <laughs> as much as you're thinking on your own builds but also chaos ensues because you have all these other people doing things yep yeah but like like in the in the beginning first like i i seen people like oh just minding my own business going to town like what the heck you you triggered the, the cat to attack you like oh oh <laughs> yes i mean the fu- it's, it's sad because you could trigger like other people could trigger other events going on and sometimes they'll be in battle that you won't even realize so you have to like 
go as you have to find where they're at and go chase them down because you're like you can't let them die i mean i guess you could <laughs> but that'd just be rude <laughs> um but i i think it was fun because as the barbarian i was able to solo a lot of the things so i did some of the encounters myself as they're doing like the role-playing stuff and i'd just be like i'll just save this person here and save this person here by just tanking everything <laughs> <laughs> and with the you know with the fire sword from the big devil guy in the beginning it made it a whole lot easier to just do like 20 damage each time I hit something. <laughs> <laughs> Level 2, 20 damage. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I got that sword then. I Man, I must have missed out. I mean, it's not something I'd recommend to try unless you have an, a person with you because usually if you're trying to solo it, you only have Shadowheart and Lazil and the little mind guy. And they aren't the best um, at level 1. Yes. <laughs> I mean, granted, your person isn't either, but at least if you, like, know what character you're trying to go for, and if you have, like, a balance, it works pretty well. So that's why having, like, custom uh, multiplayer is a lot easier to do that encounter to try yep. to get the sword yep, yep, than yep, it is yep, by exactly, yourself. Exactly. Because the party members are, again, level one, and they aren't really customized at all, and you can't really customize them until you get to the camp for the first time. Right, 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 right. So, Yeah. You might have missed out, but don't worry. <laughs> There's more playthroughs. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I, I definitely will be doing one eventually. Not right now, because I got games I'll be playing soon enough. But Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, that was pretty much it. Nothing wrong with that. I'll, I'll go next just because I'll continue my talk of Baldur's Gate 3, because that's the thing I've been playing. <laughs> and No. True to my promise from last week's show, I have indeed done much, much longer runs, including I didn't do six hours on Saturday like I wanted, but I got like four and a half at one point, and then I got two hours later, and then I think I wrapped up like another hour at the end of the day. So, you know, I play. Um, I am currently at 38 hours in game and then like only like 28 hours on my actual save time because lots of save scrubbing ladies and gentlemen <laughs> lots of save scrubbing and i don't feel guilty at all i really don't especially when you get like the worst rolls ever like over and over and over i'm like well how am i like even when you're just trying to get a 10 you're like okay it's like a 50 50 chance and you just keep rolling like like threes and eights and ones and i'm like how am i sucking this bad even when they have like <laughs> guidance and other things to help me um i want to talk specifically this time about just how profound the game is in not just its gameplay but the options you have to deal with things and uh the characters themselves like we were just talking about gale and how he's like a glass cannon and we don't use him well my team as i noted last week is my oc shadow heart carlac obviously and asterian <laughs> and i was doing good with them and then i hit this one quest where i just i could not win with the team i had and they go you need to use will because he has these abilities that'll help you tremendously i'm like okay so i switched to will i hadn't used him except like outside of one battle and i leveled him up and he was like a level five at that point because of all of the shared xp which thank goodness they do and all of a sudden he has like all these incredible spells that do like high damage area of attack you know multiple targets and i'm just like Okay, Asterion's been replaced. Um, <laughs> and, and I know something. And I was doing good with the Asterion. He was, he was, he had some interesting attacks. But for my play style, I was absolutely, you know, spamming what Asterion or uh, Will could do, especially once he kept getting more slots for his magic. Yeah. And I was just like, 
okay, this guy is uh, he's, he's pretty awesome. I, I, I can dig this. And I'm in Act Two. I'm in the uh, I'm in the uh, the Shadow Curse Lands. I've been doing so many quests, and uh, I was doing the Gauntlet of Shar, and I got all the way up until the Shadow Fell, and it gave me the clip of heck, hey, where you're about to go to his key area, and you could lose some quests if you if you proceed and you, don't, you haven't finished them, I'm like, well, I probably should wait then. And I look up a guide because I've been doing that a lot just to make sure I, I don't uh, screw myself out of stuff. And thank God, because the first thing I, I pulled up on the on one of the guides was do not do this, finish this quest until you do this, 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 and this, or otherwise you're going to lose a whole bunch of stuff. I'm like, okay then. <laughs> And I know that like that's part of the thing is that sometimes you don't know like what you can't do or undo or redo once you're done. And I'm okay with that, but for this one I'm trying to do like everything. I want to make this to be like this grand expansive playthrough, especially since I'm not reviewing it for the site or whatever, because you know it's been like six almost six months old by now. And if not longer. Uh but it's just like that's how profound it is. Is that you know, you could take things you could do everything a fight. You can make everything a fight. And I almost went up against a couple of bosses, and I'm like, this could be really difficult. So I looked up a guy, and they go, no, 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 no. Just say this, this, and this, and do get a couple of good rolls, and you'll they'll die just by your <laughs> words. And I'm just like, awesome. Role play to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, you literally kill a guy with, through a drinking game. <laughs> it's hard to do, but I did it. And I was like, that was cool. And then another one, he like literally tricked them into like self-exploding gold style, which was definitely not on my bingo card for this game. Um, I would like to see the bingo card for this game, by the way. <laughs> and like, it's incredible. And then like they mentioned the Gauntlet of Shar. There's a side quest in there that ties directly to Asterion. And you could do something with one of the characters to where you get them out of a bad deal. And you, you try and save their life, which is the noble thing to do. But by doing so, you tick off Asterion to the point where he could leave your party entirely. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay then. Like that, and, I'm, and I didn't do that because, you know, I, I wanted to keep my party. But just in case. But I was like, that's how, that's how deep this is. Is that you could lose your characters by, do, by making certain choices, which, which is entirely D&D. Hey, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, and I love it. There's just there's so much to do, and there's like the, your choices matter, and they're gonna affect things. And you know, even and I try to do like the whole everybody approves except my run. Asteria doesn't approve of me as much as he probably should, <laughs> just because I I I'm trying to be noble, and he doesn't mind not being noble, and not just because he's a vampire. <laughs> so. He is that eloquent guy. Like, yeah, I'll be I'll do things very dirty if it has to be, but yes, by all means, just do what do whatever you want. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do do whatever I want. Just ask Carlock. Anyway, um. No, no, no laughing there. That was, that was better. Uh, but no, I love this game. I really, really love this game. I was talking, I was talking about it on Twitter. I'll, I'll just say, well, I was talking about it on Twitter. It like I did like an hour and a half run on one day. And then later in the day, I had like 40 minutes to stall before I had to do something else. I'm like, should I just try and do something on Baldur's Gate 3? And I'm like, yes, yes, I should. <laughs> like that's how excited I was to play. Like even for forty minutes, I knew that there would be something in there that I could enjoy, that I could get done, and that would feel that would feel have, uh, feel meaningful in doing. You know, the opposite of Starfield. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like when you were brought up the point, like yeah, it was basically like 
it actually has meaning. I, I can't even help but wonder like how other studios can learn from this thing if earlier or like at that time. Because like again, we since like the first two Baldur's Gates was always been like has that very similar depth. I mean, not as to the point of the current of Baldur's Gate three, but I can only imagine how other studios would have learned from this game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <a> Bioware, <laughs> uh, Bethesda, <laughs> anyone associated with Microsoft. <laughs> So, but no, the, this game is just wondrous. I'm still in Act Two, and I mean, I again, I almost lost a whole bunch of quests because of the the Gauntlet of Shar thing, and so now I'm like, nope, I am going back to the Lyles. I just completed another quest. I'm about to head to the Moonrise Towers, and I know there's still like three to do, which I know has been improved greatly since the launch, or so I'm told. And then I then then later in the year, I'll definitely do another playthrough and just do things like slightly differently. And I'm going to I'm no have fun with it there too. Because there's there's just you can't play this game the same way twice. It's almost a disservice oh, no, 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 to no. do so. Yeah. Now I will say, unlike in Mass Effect, where I had no problems doing a renegade route, I would have a problem doing a renegade route in this game because <laughs> yes. of some of the choices that you make. You know, like wiping out an entire village just to get one character. Which yes, I know you can do get Manathra without doing that, but uh, I don't want I don't want to burn down an entire village and. There are some characters I don't want to tick off, you know, like Karlak or Shadowheart. Shadowheart's great too, but like I, I don't, I don't feel I could do like a, a a bad run in this game. Like I wouldn't want to do the evil run in this game. Like I just, mm. I don't think I could handle it. Yeah, like I, I have, I, sp I have seen some of the things. Like, oh jeez, like I yeah. know, like the one part of kicking a squirrel to death, literally. Oh, like, yeah, the, that's the, nuts. The, yeah, the, <laughs> and yeah, like but the other like dark, like really like bat, like really like twisted dark actions you can do in this game. It's like jeez, Louise, and killing like possibly killing some of your party members. Like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But like this game, and I was so nervous, guys. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was so nervous playing this or starting this game because it's like. I've heard so much about it. it. No, I'm serious. I heard so much about it. It was so hyped. It won Game of the Year and then had like a 30-second speech. Thanks, Dr. Keeley. Um, Dick. That's right. You heard me, Chelf. <laughs> You're almost... hoping the Dice Awards are better. Yeah. Well, uh, I know Spider-Man fans are hoping they got the most award or nominations. So they could... I mean, just give they us did that one. too anyways. But... <laughs> just give us one. Give us one win. Anyway. Um, but I was so nervous, like, cause I like the, you know, all the dice rolls and the turn-based combat. I don't care about turn-based combat. I like that. But like, it, it's very D and D, and I, I, I'm not a D and D player. I'm just not. I never, I never got the chance to fully embrace that. I, I wish I could now, cause I think it'd be a lot of fun to do it, like, you know, with friends and family. Family. <laughs> <It> family. <laughs> um. So I, I this this game is a blast, and I got I, I don't even know how far I'm in to act two. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty far, but it's just so much fun, and I can't wait till tomorrow till I play it again. And so if you haven't played Baldur's Gate three, and you are an RPG fan of any kind, give it a shot, have fun. The only thing I will tell you is that there is one thing that Larian Studios said that I do not agree with. Just one thing, they said trust the dice. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 
I can't tell you, like, again, there's a reason why my Steam record says I've played for 38 hours, but my in-game record says I've played for, like, 28. Those 10 hours are from save scrums, all right? Because I did not trust the dice at all. Yeah, you smart, didn't get the critical rolls, you, did, you didn't get the good RNG luck. It's yeah. like... I can't tell you how many ones I've rolled. I'm being serious here. It's more than it's more than one. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But I've also gotten some natural twenties, which have felt oh so satisfying. So. It's always fun when you're like, oh, I just need a two. That should be easy, and then you get to roll one. I know, <laughs> right? Critical failure. Critical failure. And it's like it's like big bold red letters. It's like they want you to see how much you suck. So no, I don't. I don't think I will. <laughs> but yeah, love Baldur's Gate 3. Can't wait to dive back in. I almost wonder if Nintendo could do something like this. Like, with the right team, obviously. I'm but... pretty sure it can definitely do that. Like, it, like... I mean, now they, they kind of see, like, oh, at least, okay, we have at least uh, Tears of the Kingdom to to fall back on. Okay, great, about all that. But now they see, like, oh, that's some, another, a product that has done so well, like Laren Studios Baldur's Gate 3. Like, if they want to take on something similar to, like, the D&D universe or fantasy universe, in that sense, then yeah, at least they have a good stave to go off from, and why not put a Nintendo spin on it? So I'm pretty sure they have that they can do it if they want to. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you never know. And also, I'm pretty sure Larian Studios isn't owned by anybody, so if they wanted to make a purchase, this would be a good one. Although, if we're being honest here, would Nintendo allow the horniness? That I mean, we had worse. I mean, I mean, but, but have we I, I mean, Larry, uh, Gate three worse. Uh, maybe not to that point, but okay, we've like, we've approached to those territories. Even, with, Bay even with Bayonetta, with its infinitely suggestive, you know, poses and uh, you know, hair, clothing, and dialogue, we don't see anybody get it on. Thank goodness. I don't. I. I honestly wouldn't want. I mean, to. The, look, we did have Witcher three. We did have Witcher three. This is true. We did have Witcher Three, and and um, Skyrim's not the best example, but like that's an, another N-rated game. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I want to see them try. I want to see them try. like Nintendo doing a doing a trailer at the, one of their directs, and they they imply the horniness. Like, how would that? <laughs> how what would that go? If for? anything else, YouTube and Google will not allow that. You see how they had had to change a lot of things for if you want to advertise on YouTube and Google. Nah, I don't yeah, think so. It's true. All right, enough about love for me. Will, how about you? Uh, personally, for me on my side, it's just been kind of light. And uh, just a quick a PSA reminder for everyone on Nintendo Switch users out there: make sure to check your gold coin balance because it, it, we are approaching. We are in January. We have a new year, so make sure your gold coins aren't going to expire. To make sure that you have penny savings that you could have used in a future purchase. So, uh, personally for me, I had some gold coins. It was about to expire this month, so I decided to go. Why not get Suica? <laughs> yes, it's only three bucks literally on the eShop, but heck, why not get sweet? And uh, yeah, just kind of been diving a little bit on Suica, and I have not reached to that point of getting a watermelon as of yet, but that game, yeah, it, it's Suica. It's Suica. It's addicting. It's just like making, but also, I, I do feel the pain of, of players out there. Like when. When you get a, when um, two fruits matches up and then suddenly just throws throws a fruit right off out of the box because of its crazy physics, it's like what? Like speaker the what the heck were you thinking with that? 
but yeah it's yeah it's Rika so I'm enjoying that much of anything else um just kind of been dabbing here and there on my PlayStation 5 with Fall Guys with, with all things um if anything else it's just kind of been a light week just because one when I come back home it's just like uh you have one of those days that you just like Okay, come back home, like, uh, and just you just suddenly like on your couch, on your bed, like you suddenly drift away to sleep after a long work day. Yeah, that's pretty much how I've been feeling for the most part. I but understand that it, entirely. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, like aside from feeling my the, the effects of a long work day, um, the only thing that has been more has kept me busy is, of course, the mobile games of Fate, Fire Emblem Heroes, and Nikika's Victory. And uh, with, with Fire Emblem Heroes, we recently gotten the Bracia seventy seven six pad with a rearmed. Uh, yeah, arcane weapon, uh, Reinhardt, which again, who everybody loves Reinhardt, which I gotta say, thank you, Arn Jesus, for blessing me with my first free summon of getting rearmed Reinhardt. So, <laughs> well, actually, I want to correct you on that. There is someone who doesn't like Reinhardt, as seen by the Forging Bond story. <laughs> mm, yeah, yes, yes. I, I, I like. I mean, I, I don't know the the, the story of Three Star Seventy Seven Six. Me, so. me neither. Which is another reason they need to remake those games, especially with the new oh, console on the way, or release it somewhere on the on the I don't know the Switch Online service. Not just wink, wink, which I haven't did so in Japan. But yeah, so but yeah. Uh, thankfully, Orange Jesus was thankfully kind for me, and as well as uh, so Nikki guys, a victory. We are in a new event of the Lion Lion's Heart. Which a new character again? Basically, she handles a lion. Yeah, uh, the, take it that way you will, to say at least. But I'm just glad like the next uh, major uh, banner for Nikkei will be including one of the other underworld queens, which I think everybody is very looking forward to. So, uh, but yeah, overall, it's just been more or less like another quiet week because one. Uh, in case you didn't know at the time of this recording, we are seven weeks away from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And roughly, we are two weeks away from Yakuza 8 Infinite Wealth and Persona 3 Reload. So, uh, yeah, we're approaching the flood soon. But, of course, naturally, this weekend, we got to do it for family. <laughs> like, we got to do it for family. And, uh, yeah, just in, in preparation for Splatoon 3 Fast Plus, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the combos yet, but shiver, shiver. Like, look, I know you had the popularity vote, but... Jeez, it's uh, Splatoon 3 developers. You really made you really had to go and make a case for Shiver because, like, if you read in between the lines of like her dialogue, it's actually pretty darn like heartwarming as well as sad at the same time. Just because, like, oh, what are these coupons on the floor? Uh, karaoke and a sweet buffet? Like, are you finding all three of us to go together? Uh, maybe <laughs> they made Shiver such a, a sundere in this one. It's like, uh. <laughs> I love you, Shiver, but I gotta go with family. <laughs> I'm sorry. I gotta go with family. So, yeah, that combo is pretty pre pre interesting combo. So, yep, this Splatfest, get ready for that. So, that, that's what I'm preparing for. So, yeah, that's just about it. it it's been like just getting ready for Splatfest and, of course, naturally the coming weeks of Gaming uh, Flood soon enough. Yeah. All right. And with that, we will head over to the news because, oh boy, have we had a news week, ladies and gentlemen. So. It's time to go down the war pipe. And first, if you recall, ladies and gentlemen, last week's Nintendo Draft, the eighth annual Nintendo Draft, uh, we had some very interesting predictions from all three of our hosts here. But the one we're going to focus on is one by Will, and I'm going to read it word for word. Why he has not failed this point right now. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> AI involvement in development 
via asset voices. Now, thankfully, ladies and gentlemen, the reason we're uh, talking about this is that at CES 2024, which is, I believe, still going on, yep, yep. Uh, fans noticed that there was an AI Mario at the show. Ah, uh, jeez. I know, I know, but hold on. Before you all start panicking and screaming and, at clouds and all that, justifiably in this case, um, this was part of a hologram thing from a company called Proto. P-R-O-T-O. And so you can see this was a prototype. Ah! <laughs> and so basically the idea was that they had an actually pretty good 3D model of Mario. And you could ask Mario questions and he would answer. So there's a couple problems with this. First of all, go to our website and look at the clip. And you'll notice that the voice for Mario is absolutely terrible. Uh, yep. Hey, much to the delight of faith, Chris Pratt has a better Mario. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. And you know how much I uh, how much I value Chris Pratt's voice as Mario in the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> so it's terrible. Like you can barely even understand him at times, which just shows like it's a pure AI voice. Um, second. Everyone's wondering, well, wait a minute. Did Nintendo approve this AI hologram abomination? As IGN would find out, the answer is no. <laughs> Quote, the AI hologram animation briefly seen today is an unfinished proof of concept test for a client to demonstrate technological capabilities and innovation. It is not intended for commercial release. AARP, how did they get involved in this? Like, that's the right? <laughs> anyway. And Nintendo were not involved in the inadvertent showing, inadvertent showing today. Uh huh. Uh, the fact that so many gamers of the world have taken notice shows that they are the best fans in the world, and we salute them. End quote. Yeah, like the, when I saw this, like, uh, like see, I know the consumer entertainment uh, showcase is like okay, you can show off like the whole technologies of America's like. And I know America has also tried to do imitate Japan of other technologies. I'm looking you, Gatebox imitator. You know what you've done last year. And yeah, this thing, they, they could have chosen anything, any avatar. Why on earth would you want to choose Mario of all things? Like, you know, like, did anyone on the, on the team got the memo? Like, Nintendo are very protective of their IPs. And you know, you had to choose Mario. Like, yeah, even our boss Cooper keeps said, like, oh, good luck when Nintendo gets your gets the lawyers out there. You know Nintendo lawyers are, are going to be hounding you. But, yeah, and this thing, I mean, I even talked it to, like, Charles Martinet at Nintendo World, and it's just, <laughs> dude, when you try to literally create, like, gods with Mario, it's like, dude, this is not how you, this, this is how ba ba Babylon fell. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott? Yes. Your thoughts? My thoughts of I don't really like having utilizing, I guess, other material with AI. Yep, 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 yep. And so, I mean, I appreciate the sentiment of them choosing a popular gaming icon, but without like the actual uh, improvement or endorsement from Nintendo, it just feels kind of icky. Mm hmm. I mean, it, it, all this AI stuff, whenever you do stuff, will feel pretty icky, especially without the endorsement of the actual creators or the ones who actually own the property that you're using AI for. The sad thing is this is probably going to get more and more common since I don't think we're going to have any of this really regulated at all. 
Yeah, like the topic of AI is getting really murkier as we head into 2024. And yeah, as we've seen, literally in the first week of 2024, things haven't been great. So yeah, things are getting getting murkier by the minute. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. Like, I, I do need to know one thing. Um, the Mario, let's call it the hologram. The Mario hologram wasn't the only thing they showed at, at CES. Like, there were other things. But the fact that they were like, hey, why don't we do a Mario one? Really showed that they're like, they didn't really think this through. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just like, um, I, I, I don't know. It... it like i'm sorry like american uh creators developers engineers out there all where like yes if you want to try something like imitate the japanese people uh don't i'm sorry like <laughs> you try to like basically do one of them like i don't know create the like i don't know i know they also even show called like toilets now there but they they try to like, even take the bidet technology and bring it over here in america like yeah, I don't, I, as an example, as a metaphor example, but like the fact that you wanted to go and do this roundabout way of like introduce technology and do something with like the icon of Mario, like would it be crazy if like I don't know, it, they would do something like out the Pokemon license or had thought, like any of their Nintendo licenses and like do something like this? It's like American developer, please. I know you're trying to try to beat Japan, but you ain't Japan. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and the and the fact that the, the voice just was so terrible. Like again, I could barely understand what he was saying some of the time. It's like, what? Like I saw another site labeled as off-brand Italian accent. I'm like, that's a little too generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't. I don't know what they were thinking with this. They they'll be lucky if Nintendo just goes, okay, since this wasn't an actual commercial product, we're not going to mm -hmm. fault you. But there have been fan projects that have been much more respectful than this, and they've gotten like the hammer dropped on them. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. So, but because it was not an official Nintendo sponsored product, Will does not lose a point in the draft. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> and I guess that in game development, not in commercial things. Well, yeah, no, okay, hold on. But you said the the specific wording was in development via assets or voices. So technically, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Technically, if they were to make an AI Mario for any context, it would count against you. Yeah, right, right, right. But you right, right. are fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. For now. It's, so I dodged the bullet. I dodged yeah. the bullet. We still have yeah. 11 and a half months There's to go. There's still a lot to go. <laughs> yes. And very lightly, since we're already on the topic, I do want to address the very distressing news of the week that uh, SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Guild Union or whatever, uh, approved a contract without voice actors' consent about uh, using AI voicing in video games. The phrase "not cool" does not even define. Oh, people! Oh, voice actors everywhere were raising their pitchforks. Yeah, and when I ain't talking like like when I ain't talking like small timers, talking like you know big ones, or like who who approved this? We didn't approve this. Like we have got to rally. Like, there was people saying like you know screw you, SAG after after all you did after all that striking, you sell us out like this? Like really? So. We still don't know the ins and outs of it, or obviously who will use this. Like I saw a clip of of actual video game using an AI voice for like a gangster character, and it was awful. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> yeah, Sagastra. Like I, I'm sorry, you done effed up. I'm sorry, you done effed up with this. The fact that and even some actors being called calling you out, like, oh, 
an actor, uh, a, a girl or a union supposed to like be for actors, but actually secretly in bed with them. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like the, the regulation. This the, again, as we said before, the topic of AI and especially going to people's livelihoods, literally. I mean, heck, even Steve Bloom. Again, if you don't know Steve Bloom, he's the Guinness record holder for the most uh, roles in video games of all time. And yeah, when you get Steve Bloom and other like these big namers out, out there, like saying, you done messed up. This is my livelihood. And you want to go and take that away from me? It's like, yeah. It's just, yeah. I What are you doing? You Like, I get it. Is it, like, the, 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 here's one thing I kind of, I've kind of seen in the topic. Like, is AI inherently evil? No. Is the people are using AI, is that, is that the game? Using it for greed or just, like, the, uh, straight up plagiarism, if anything else. And, Going, going, how relating to this topic is just like, I, corporations like, like, like producers, developers, like, wanting to go and cut costs and just like, oh, like cut off the middleman, cut off like the just for the sake of either be a quick profit or such, is like, yeah, that's really becoming so rampant now. It's like, it, it's, it's just downright disappointing, and like, there, there is good with AI that can actually be done, like with medicine and all that, like, yeah, in different types of fear, like something of that sort. But when you, like, basically use AI for the sake of greed and, like, allowing it to, like, basically cut off the people that actually make these games via, again, the voice actors that actually put their little heart and soul and blood and tears into the, into the roles to actually give a soul to these characters. I mean, heck, when like you can pretty much attest to this, uh, you two. Like if they had AI to voice it, like car, like all these characters in in uh, Baldur's Gate three, you you wouldn't stand for that, obviously. No, no. and it probably would make it a lot worse. I I I and like the fans would just absolutely will have a complete heyday for Larry Seuss. Thankfully, they did not. So yeah, like game industry, like what are you doing? And sec after, like really, you you want to want to tread that this route? Yeah, I, I I can't even imagine. Like again, I've tried to be a voice actor, and I've voiced some very, very, very small things in the past. But if I was a big voice actor, and I heard, oh yeah, they just approved this thing to for this quote unquote landmark deal, you know, or ground those are these groundbreaking deal, and I saw a voice actor said, yeah, because you broke the ground out from under us, now we're all falling. <laughs> so pretty much, yeah. There's there's nuance in voice acting that goes far beyond what you realize, and. One of the best examples is Kevin Conroy. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, that's appropriate because of what's coming up with Suicide Squad, regardless of what you think of it. But when he said that when he was auditioning to be Batman, he was a nobody. Like, he was not, like, this legendary voice actor. And he's like, I don't even know if I can do this role. And he goes, I went deep into myself and found this dark place where I could do the Batman voice. And he spoke out the lines as Batman, and the whole room went quiet like these established animation voice actors or voice talent, including Andrea Romano, one of the best voice uh, collectors ever, uh, casting directors ever. And she goes quiet because they're like, oh my God, we found Batman. Right, right, If you try to do that with an AI, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, like the late Kevin Conroy, like if you haven't checked out his audition story, by all means, is a great documentary. And yeah, like how... Like, if you want to go and try to emulate Ken Conroy with an AI or, like, I don't know, any other past um, actors, uh, like, late actors out there with AI and replace it with AI, it's just, like, yeah, it's just, it's just absolutely insulting 
is, is is just insulting. And of course, like naturally with with Kevin Conroy, Arlene, Arlene Sorkin, yeah. uh, the original voice of uh, Harley Quinn, like you want to do that again? It's using AI Campbell to basically Joker. replace I mean, the dead. Come on. <laughs> I mean, like that guy could you know act out act anything, and you're like, yeah, well, hey, we can just instead of hiring Mark Hamill, let's just replicate him with AI. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think you. that's quite a good idea. You want to replace Mark Hamill? Oh, yeah. good luck with that. And, oh. and I'll give you another example from. A show I love to talk about here, Death Battle. Chad James, the voice of Boomstick, often likes to riff on scripts because he he feels something as Boomstick, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I could say it like this, but then this is funnier." And then it turns out to be like emphatically fun. Like some of their best jokes have been improv because mm-hmm. that's just how in tune they are with their characters. Like in a Scooby Courage, he did the Nano Machines dog line <laughs> because he knew that was funny, even though actually the scriptwriter Liam was like, I think that might be too much to do a Metal Gear reference here. And he goes, No, screw that, it's a perfect line. So, <laughs> <laughs> and like that like AI can't do that. AI doesn't stop and say Oh, by the way, I should do this line instead. I think that's funnier. They're not that. They're not that advanced yet. <laughs> I mean, heck, I believe like someone on 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 Twitter even said put on chat. I I IGPT says like no, uh, AI technology cannot emulate the the living voices of and talent of voice actors. Yeah. I think in chat even an AI said so. Yeah. I, I, I kid you not. A, a few days ago, one of my old bosses come talk to me. Goes, hey, Todd, I'm gonna start like back up my YouTube channel. Would you mind writing for me? I'm like. Yeah, sure, I guess. And he goes, "Yeah, man, I tried using Chat P, uh, Chat, uh, Chat GDP, BT, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called." And he goes, "You know, it was good, but I need some of that old Todd magic." And I'm like, "Well, there you go, because <laughs> you could you could get a, a computer to write, but you don't get like the references, the history, the knowledge of what like a writer or a voice actor can do, and that will severely hinder your product. So don't do it." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Plus, yeah. writers have their own kind of voice behind what they do and what they say. Yeah, I, I, I one time went into my voice so well in a script. I kid you not, my when my voice, the guy who was voicing the video came to me and goes, "Hey, Todd, can I ask you a question?" I'm like, yeah, man. Hey, this script right here, and he showed it to me. Like, yeah, what about it? He goes, did you actually write that? I'm like, what? He goes, you didn't get like a ghostwriter to write that. He's like, no, why, would, why in the world would I do that? And he goes, oh, I don't know. It just doesn't sound like you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so apparently my voice sounded differently that day, but he could tell my voice really well that is like, this one didn't sound the same. And he's like, did you ghostwrite this? I don't judge, but I just want to know. Like, no, that was me. I swear. And he goes, oh, okay. You must have just had like a bad day or something. <laughs> I was, I'll never forget that. That was hilarious. But what's going on with these voice actors is not hilarious. And so please support the voice actors. And as they're they're trying to fight back to make sure that this doesn't take away their jobs and ruin a whole bunch of lives, because a lot of people count on these voice acting gigs, gigs to make money every year. So if AI mm-hmm. takes that away, that's a lot of unemployed people, a lot of unemployed, talented people. OK, so be better. All right. Speaking of not being better, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. No. Okay. Hey, uh... So, yeah, today they launched the uh, final. It's called the epilogue quest for the game's DLC. And to start it, this is very specific here, you gotta go to Mystery Gift to get the mythical Peacha Berry. Okay? <laughs> Do not use it. <laughs> you need you need to take that to Kitakami and go to Peachy's store, the, the main store in the in the town, and that will 
apparently enact an aroma of an aroma cut scene, I guess they called it, and it'll draw in a certain legendary Pokemon to kickstart the new quest. And of course, Nimona and Penny and Arvin will be there with you this time because best friends forever. Wait, friends? <laughs> not not family? Friends? Arvin is family. No, <laughs> well, Nimona, Nimona is as like you know. Carlisle. Nimona style. wants to be family. No, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't make. I wouldn't mind making her part of my family. I mean, Nimona's right out there with Carlac with epic, you know, epic female. So you know, and, and I've seen some of the quotes from the like screenshots of the dialogue, and like Nimona is still in top form in terms Good. of her. Like, welcome, welcome to Nimona's survival party. I'm like, what? I thought I was the leader. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll battle you for it. I'll battle you for leader. Do you want to battle me? The battle me for leader. That'll be great. We can do battle, 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 battle. I still regret that Ash is not going to meet Nimona. They would have hit it off so well. <laughs> and I say that as a writer. <laughs> uh, again, I, I seriously miss not being able to write an episode with Ash, Serena, and Nimona together. Like, as friends but one of them wanting to be more than friends and one of them being battle partners and like the whole chaos that that would bring ah writes itself but yeah the epilogue quest is is out now but you have to have beaten both sides of the dlc to get it so if you have not completed the teal mask and the indigo disc you will not be able to activate this side quest or epilogue quest until then so do that use mystery gift to get the peach berry and then go to Peachy's and have fun. I don't know how long this is. I haven't dive, dove into it yet. I probably won't for a while because honestly, the Indigo Disc was fine, but I didn't feel the need to keep going after uh, I, I beat it. You know, it's no Baldur's Gate. It's no. <laughs> few things are. I mean, again, Mona is great, but Carlac is Carlac. So, ah, oh, Carlac. Again, Nimona's not bad either. She's she's great. You know, female Goku. <laughs> like, I'll get stronger. See, Kyrian is what Nimona is what Kyrian wishes he could be. Interesting yeah. and battle crazed. <laughs> He's yeah. battle crazed, but he ain't interesting. Nah. Nimona is like the Carlac of this because she's she's adorable in her fervor. <laughs> All right, Kyrian's just annoying. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, no, Carmine's worse. I'm like, no. No, Carmine started out bad, but she got better. Kyrian started out fine and got worse. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference. Ladies <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we got... Uh, probably should have bundled this in the previous Mario news, but we need to cleanse our palate a little bit. So let's, let's do more positive, more positive Mario news. How about that? Starting with uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. Ah, yeah, we finally got something news of that, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot this game was coming out next month. Same, same. <laughs> and we, and yeah. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure last week I said, oh, yeah, we only have two confirmed first-party games. Uh, sorry, three confirmed first-party games. It's actually four, and all four are Mario games. <laughs> so, but Mario vs. Donkey Kong is the full-on remake of the GBA title. I thought it was on the DS. I really did. I there was, was one on the there DS. Was. There was, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. like a later entry. Like the first couple were on the GBA, and I completely forgot that. I think I, I think I owned one of them. I think I don't remember now. But uh, the reason we're bringing this up is that they a high they had a new trailer called Pieces of the Puzzle. And it's very apt because not only did they remake this game, there are new modes, new worlds new puzzles, and so much more for you to enjoy. There are 130 levels in the game, a two-player mode, so you can play with a friend. There is a Merry Miniland, 
uh, and Slippery Summit. That's two entirely new worlds with new enemies and level themes. Uh, there are plus levels, expert levels. There's time attack. Uh, you can play casually or you can play in the classic style. Um, you can even play in its original form if you want to, to show you just how much the thing is advanced. So they have really made this robust and not just like, oh, yeah, we're just sprucing up the graphics. No, this is almost going to be an almost entirely new game. So if you missed out on this with the GBA, like myself, you might be interested in getting it when it comes out on February 16th. Get it or not. Or not. <laughs> Look, I'm sure the game is fun, and I'm I, I'm sure I would enjoy it if I if I got it. I just don't know if I want to get it. I mean, yeah, that, that's how I feel. I don't think I'm gonna get it. Yeah, it, it's not my my unfortunately my cup of tea as well. Yeah. Like, it, it maybe if it's like discounted, if they ever will, then fine. But... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Or if you know a certain boss just wanted to buy it for me, I wouldn't stop him. <laughs> so you know, but. I, and I know this was a, like a little nice little mini franchise for a while, and I totally understand them bringing it back. But this is another case of it's a lot of Mario games, and then Peach comes out the March twenty second, I think. <laughs> then we don't know about Luigi's Mansion two yet, and then as we revealed, I think last week or the week before, Paper Mario does in your door got its ESRB rating, so it might come out in the summer. And like those are the only four games we really know about this year for Nintendo Switch, so that are meaningful. So no, that's all for first party. There hasn't been anything third party announced, like significant or exclusive. So if we do get a Nintendo Direct next month, which we could, we, we could. should, we hope. <laughs> I'm very I mean, it's usually tradition, but yeah, you never know. But if this is the last year, who knows? Who knows? Anything's possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> Uh, including AI Mario. Anyway. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so next up, we have a series of rumors about the Nintendo Switch successor. Ah! Again. <laughs> Will it never stop? No, it won't. It won't ever, ever, ever stop. Not even once, close. Once it gets released, then we'll get uh, more rumors about a pro version of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just came out. Yes, and now it's going to get a pro version. Isn't that wonderful? Mid-gen refresh just a few months out of the way. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we got we got a lot from the Switch successor side of things. So let's start with Mario. Uh, our old friend Zippo is back with not one but two game, quote, announcements for the Switch successor. The first is being that the Mario Odyssey follow-up, I'm just calling it the follow-up because it is the true successor to Odyssey, uh, is not just coming to the Nintendo Switch successor, which we all could have guessed, but it will allegedly be four times larger than Odyssey was. And they put it in the context of if you put all the kingdoms together, including like the secret ones like Dark Side of the Moon, you put all this together, it's going to be four times as large. Pretty bold, pretty well, bold claim. Or just pretty big. <laughs> this would emphatically make it the largest Mario game ever by a large margin, like at least by two, if not by four. Just remember what you was saying: bigger don't always mean better. This is true. This is true. So, I'm not sure what to think about this. And also, they said that this would be true open world versus like semi-open world with Odyssey, which even then it felt open world. 
I mean, the fact that you could go after the moons in any order you wanted and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just go exploring mm-hmm. and having fun. That, that's why I enjoyed Odyssey so much. I could get like 20 moons in a day in one level and like I did this however I wanted. I didn't have to follow a path. Right, right, right. Just like exploring like, oh, moon here, moon there. Where's the moon there? Oh, over there. Like, okay, I could do anything I want. It's like, oh, okay. And even some you had you had to literally go out of your way if there was a particular moon and if, if there's like more of that in the successor but all means sure i don't mind any of that more again don't break what is not broken yeah yeah also they said that potentially you won't just be able to play as mario in this game but other characters including peach luigi and donkey Kong. not Ooh. sure about that one to be honest with you <laughs> I mean, it's a mario game so I'd rather like, just it'll be kind of strange because, like, I know we haven't actually played as Donkey Kong aside from like the sports game, uh, the Donkey Kong Country Freeze, but like, yeah, when was the last time we actually controlled Donkey Kong in a Mario game or any kind of game recently? It's, you know, so. Exactly. And so I don't know about that one, but you know, if that's the design choice they want to go for, then fine, I guess, whatever. I mean, remember in Donkey Kong uh, 64, we had like five characters we could play as. Uh, yeah, good Don- times, good Don-C, times. Donksy, Dixie, no, sorry, Donksy, Diddy, Trixie, Lanky, Funky. So, yeah, five characters. So, if they did something like that, that could be cool. So, we'll have, we'll have to see. But the, the final thing, and this is the one I'm very cautious about, but he said that the game is actually done, but they're waiting to announce it with the Switch successor. So... Make that make of that what you will. That yeah, you will. I'll just wait again. Yeah. As of right now, <laughs> nothing is coming. All it has, we'll yeah. just wait for Nintendo. Yeah, expect nothing, and you will your cup will runneth over or whatever. Yeah. Um, which leads to the other game rumor, which me and Scott are happy about because Zippo also claimed that Xenoblade Chronicles X is getting a full-on remake for the Switch successor. Yes, 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 Please. yes, yes. yes. There's there's two reasons I, I want this badly. First of all, it was a good game. It was a lot of fun. It was like the first true open world game that Nintendo did well before Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom came out. Like it was, you had a big world to explore in whatever way you wanted. You had like you had job classes. You had a freaking mech you could unlock. You didn't get it naturally. You had to unlock it. And then it was like, you know, totally OP, but it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth being that OP because I have a mech, baby. Um, it had a great storyline, but not everyone got to play it because it was on the Wii U. Yep. That's just the truth. And the other reason we need it is because hopefully this will lead to a sequel because it ended on a cliffhanger. (laughs) Yes, it did. I will never, ever get over that. They ended it on a freaking cliffhanger and then they didn't follow up. And that's not a Nintendo problem. That's a monolith problem. Yeah. You did that. And yeah, I just can't help but wonder because again, now they're done with like more or less done with the Xenoblade Chronicles with three and the, the DLCs. Now they pretty much wrapped that up in a good, nice little bow. So yep. how about you go give the spin-off series a chance to actually finish up that story? Yeah. Now, allegedly, according to Zippo, not only is the game a full-on remake, it is one of many things that Monolith is working on right now, which I'm not surprised at because of the success of Xenoblade Chronicles two, uh, Definitive Edition, and three. Not to mention the reception to the DLC. And many other projects like Smash Ultimate and such. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they, they've proven their worth to Nintendo like many times over. So let them make all the RPGs as long as as long as two of them are the X remake and X2. Wait, Xenoblade Chronicles X2? Yeah. Yes, I know that was Final Fantasy X and not X2. I but you know you know what I was going for, so stop being mean. 
But again, as much as me and Scott are salivating over this potential announcement, it's still a rumor. Yes. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. In the words of Ronan, not Hawkeye, Ronan, don't give me hope. <laughs> don't give me hope. <laughs> so wait, are we done with the Switch successor rumors? No, we are not. Because there are one, two, three more to do. And the, the first one I'm going to talk about just because it's really annoying. So uh, last, last week during the Nintendo draft, Scott made the prediction that the Switch successor would be announced sorry released in released in november or december of this year which i think is a fair bet uh according to a what what are we gonna call it quote unquote insider or whatever (laughs) they claim they claim that it will be released in september of this year this was by uh an ai shark spokesperson okay first of all ai shark really Okay then. Uh, yeah, and and just for uh, reference as well, these are the people who were formerly known as Game Shark back in the day. Yeah. So. so yeah, and according to this, it said AI Shark revealed in a press release that it was reviving its Game Shark brand, and that its relaunch in September fourteen, sorry, September twenty twenty four, is planned to coincide with the Nintendo Switch two, aka the successor. But then, uh, at a tweet. Jason Shriver said, an AI Shark spokesperson tells me they're just guessing about the Nintendo console's next release date. Yeah, we're, ah. just, we're just guessing, people. <laughs> we're, we're just, just guessing. guessing as we release these things that are going to be compatible with this supposed thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Welcome to our world, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our world. And, like, seriously... If you're saying like, "Hey, we're re- we're releasing this because the Nintendo Switch successor will eventually come out," yeah, okay, that's that's fine. You know, try and get ahead of the game. That's that's totally fair. When you say like, "Oh yeah, basically," you know, like the 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 picture of on Twitter said it was accidentally revealed when the Switch successor is going to come out, and then you hear, "No, they were just guessing." Like, then why was this graphic made? <laughs> yeah, like when I saw saw the same more or less popping off on Twitter, it's like, oh, like oh, we're just guessing. Yeah, like, like why? Because it get views. We need money. We need clicks. Like, jeez, yeah. like, come on. Because the AI told us to. <laughs> That's the real reason, Will. You know it's true. So yeah, stop guessing. We're already in dread over all these rumors, which again, we're still not done with. By the way, um, nope, no. So uh, it's gonna be a long year. <laughs> Just because of this is gonna be a long year. Like, uh, like, we we have talked about these rumors for so long, from 2023 to now, and it's like, oh, okay, we're going to be coming out in the next Direct. Okay, Direct Pass. Okay, not it. That's bus. Oh, we're going to be having another thing at something at the VGA Awards. VGA Pass. Okay, that was a bus. Oh, we're just flat out guessing when it's going to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like... Yeah, as you get said many times, dear host, like when Nintendo is ready to get a, to announce it, they will announce it. But at the moment, right now, stop guessing, stop speculating. It doesn't help anybody. Not you, not me, not the fans, nobody. Preach, <sighs> preach. Now, if you want to know, but there has to be something good coming out of this, right? Well, ironically, there is on Nintendo's side of things, at least, because. Uh, a recent stock pricing revealed that Nintendo stock price has reached an all-time high based partially, I'm going to say partially, 
on the Switch successor rumors. To give you context, the company's value is now at $69 billion. <laughs> and th this has been the highest since November 2007. Now, class, would someone like to tell me why that's a relevant date? Hmm. November 2007. Anyone like at all? Note this. Oh, I hear you typing, dude. Stop cheating. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say it before someone tries to spoil it. That is one year after the Nintendo Wii launched. Oh. And okay. as we all know, the Wii was a constant sellout for oh, well over a year. Yep, it sold out of stock. It sold yeah. out. Yep. And I believe 2007 is when some very key games came out or were about to come out, so that elevated the stock even higher. So that further brings the parallel to the Switch and the Wii together because we're, uh, the Switch is like one of the best consoles ever, period, and best-selling consoles ever, period. And now its successor is so anticipated that it brought it up to Wii numbers. So, yeah. yeah. Now, to be clear, there are other factors that led to the increase in... Uh, the stock, including some new investors, I think they said. So it was it was a little weird, but the other reason is the speculation. So okay then, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, Nintendo is clearly loving because so yeah, it prints money and it isn't even out yet. <laughs> I mean, now, it it creates the buzz, fine. Buzz. But at the same time, it's like again, as we said. It doesn't help anybody. Yes, it's coming. When? Who knows? I'm going to say this. Going to say that. Please don't do that. I'm sorry. Why did you say that? It's it's what? Like, oh, it's going to come on this date. Like, oh, when's going to come out? I don't no, know. He, he, didn't, he didn't take the bait, Scott. He didn't. <laughs> anyway, uh, finally, on, this, on the rumor mill, there is... Uh, this one's interesting. Apparently, a report is going around that Nintendo is actually looking for more indie devs to work with. Not because of uh, just trying to bring more indie games to the Switch successor, but because they're trying to find new partners to work on their first-party titles. Mm -hmm. yeah, this comes from GameIndustry.biz, quote, I also know that Nintendo is actively meeting with independent developers to find new partners. Some of that is around publishing indie games, which Nintendo does from time to time. Time to time, they do it all the gosh dang time. They held freaking indie world events, dude. No, that's not part of the quote, but I, I felt I had to break in right there. Sorry. Uh, back to the quote. But it's also seeking studios that can work on some of its IPs. Nintendo regularly works with third-party teams, including Bandai Namco, Team Ninja, Platinum Games, Mercury Steam, WaveForward, and Grizzo. But the company's looking to add to that roster, and I know three studios are in deep in conversation around making games based on Nintendo brands. End quote. Hmm. Intrigue. Hmm. Indeed. So. I'm not sure who they would go for, but then again, that's part of the fun is that you know they're untapped properties. I mean, Game Freak was untapped at one time. Mm -hmm. We all know how that worked out. Uh, Very well. Yeah, and who, who heard of <laughs> who heard of Mercury Steam before the Metroid games? Like seriously. Yeah. So, and this is what I, I didn't say it for this draft, but I've said like most of last year. This is what Nintendo needs to do: bring in fresh teams with new perspective, new eyes, not unlike what they did with Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and say, okay, how can we revitalize this franchise? It's worked. They've proven that it's worked. They can freshen up the formula and bring franchises back from the dead. So do it. <laughs> Again, now this, this one I trust more than the other rumors, but even then, we still don't know where it will go. But there are so many IPs 
that could use this kind of rebirth or fresh eyes. You know, kind of like Golden Sun. Yeah. <laughs> Segway. Segway. That's why I'm the host. But yes, literally about an hour or so before we did the podcast, Nintendo announced that Golden Sun and Golden Sun The Lost Age are coming to the Nintendo Switch expansion pack. Sorry, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. So if you have never had the chance to play these two all-time classic RPGs, now's your chance. Do it. Do it. Do, do it, it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. So it is coming. I just look at the tweet now. Uh, the games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack on the 17th. So you got less than a week. And again, again, if you already have the expansion pack, you've already you got the games. You just got to wait for them to release. So, just saying. This is a. I I I played uh, what was it? Dark Dawn, the 3DS one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know it was all right. It 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 was all right. But you know I I also never finished it. And then when I and then I heard like yeah it's widely considered the worst of the trilogy. I'm like well I missed out then. Yeah. <laughs> now, you need the I, first one. Yeah, and ironically, I remember there was a commercial for the first one, and I'm like, well, that's an interesting commercial. Well, what the heck is Golden Sun? And now I wish I had, you know, <laughs> taken a chance. Because back then, I couldn't just say, like, oh, I gotta go buy a game. I had to ask my parents for it, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, if you haven't had a chance, this is your time. Go ahead and have fun. And, and if you've played it back on the Game Boy, now is another chance to play it again! <laughs> yeah. And, and hey, if you're saying like, hey, we need a new Golden Sun game, playing this a lot will help you. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm really like looking through the trailer right now. And it's like, yeah, these are very old graphics. Like, my God, they're pixelated. But <laughs> I mean, they were GBA. Yeah, right? they're GBA. Yeah, Game Boy Advance. Yep. But again, like these were iconic, iconic video games. Like these, these are. Widely revered as some of the best RPGs ever made, regardless. I mean, of like it was definitely like along the ages, like when the like, Fire Emblem definitely came out during those times, as well as like other classic Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, like it, it was definitely that age of RPGs, if yeah. I recall correctly. If if you want to know how old we are, these games were 2001 and 2023. <laughs> oh, sorry, 2003. Sorry, 2003. <laughs> Still, uh... yeah. Yes, they made a seagull 20 years later. I mean, don't, we, we've seen that before. We know we have, first. actually. <laughs> so, but yeah, I if I had the expansion pack, I would definitely be playing these just to see what they were like. But uh, say Nintendo, if you got an indie team that wants to make these games, go ahead. And don't forget, Isaac is, is a classic character. He's been Smash Brothers as an assist trophy. And then for that, what was it, Project M mod, they made a full-on reveal yes. trailer of Isaac as a playable character. And it was dope. Yes. So, just say. All right, and now we're on our final two topics. One is incredibly sad, and one is incredibly weird. The sad one has to do with Masahiro Sakurai. No, he's not dead, Ooh. and no, he's not retired. Yes, but yeah, <laughs> but he is about to retire something because, as Will wisely caught uh, on his Creating Games YouTube channel, he said that he is finishing off the channel later this year. No. Ah, we're just getting to know this YouTube, and now he's going to be done already? I mean, yeah. okay, end on a high note while you are, but jeez, it's only been a year. I miss you already. He was starting to do collabs and everything. Yeah, like, I don't, like, and for the record, he did not say why he's shutting down the channel, 
or stopping the channel. The biggest theory is that he's doing it because he'll obviously need to dedicate his time to certain other projects, possibly a Smash Brothers project, though we cannot confirm that. Cannot confirm that. But it just could, the rumor mill. That's the rumor mill. <laughs> Rumors. But it also could be that he's simply run out of things to talk about, which I really find hard to believe because he's done some really obscure stuff and yet made it seem like the most important stuff in the gaming world. Mm -hmm, so he could yeah. keep going. And if nothing else, he could do more videos about his cat. Yeah, yeah. by all means, turn it into a cat channel. You see how much it makes on YouTube? Sure. So he doesn't. He didn't say specifically when in 2024, but he said during this year the channel will end. I'm sad because this was a really fun channel. I mean, it's mm. bite-sized videos. They give you great insight. I definitely look at games differently because of this. And I'm going to be really sad when it's done. But yeah. in contrast, if he's making the next Smash Brothers or Kid Icarus or whatever he wants to do, I'm not going to stop him from doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. It, it is like if, if, this, if one job takes him away from this job, like for a good reason, then by, by all means, fine. Like it's a good trade off. But at the same time, like the, this like create series from Masi or Sakura, again, from one of the great minds in the gaming industry, and to like just to like, oh, it's done. Okay. I've lived just about like a year or so now. It's like, it's, yeah. We've learned so much, and especially with that recent episode of like, uh, yeah, allow to allow you to to pause cutscenes, allow opening movies because I don't know, maybe you're cooking, maybe there's a delivery, like all that. Allow pausing your cutscenes. <laughs> yes. like, great, great points of luck right, from that one. And, and I know many games that do allow you to do, including Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Yeah, and there are so many others. And yet there are others where I have to keep doing the cutscenes, and it's really, you know, uh. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm, I'm either way, whether it's because of lack of content or a new game he's creating, I'm going to be sad because this has been like one of the coolest things on YouTube that is just pure, beautiful, fun, and it's just totally Sakurai. So I'm going to miss it. I will too. And now for something completely different. Tekken 8. Wait a minute. That is different. That is different. Because you're thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, Tekken 8 isn't coming out on the Nintendo Switch, right? Yeah, it's not. But this is too weird not to talk about. <laughs> All right. So they decided to do a Story So Far trailer, which is, you know, classic. It's a classic, especially for long-standing franchises like Tekken. But they decided, hey, why don't we bring that dude from Secession to narrate the whole thing? Okay. So they did. They brought in Brian Cox, a.k.a. Logan Roy, from uh, Secession, which, yes, I have watched, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it's the great, It's so good. These are horrible people. Why are you praising them? Anyway, um, but yes, they got Brian Cox to narrate the story so far, and it is easily one of the most hilarious things you'll ever see because he's doing it. In, I'm not going to say in character because he would have said F off a whole lot of times. But like he's saying it with like perfect diction. He's pronouncing the names correctly. He's, you know, but voicing a lot of hilarious bits like, what the heck is a devil gene? You know, or uh, and he threw him into a volcano like only a Mishima cat. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's doing this like he's on like on stage and he's literally like in he's doing uh, clearly in front of a green room but they're putting him in front of like all the big scenes where like major stuff has happened and it's just hilarious with 
seeing this award-winning actor try and describe this video game plot, and he's doing it with a straight face and having a whole bunch of fun. And if you don't get the joke, Secession is about the struggles between a parent and his children, especially the child who keeps trying to take him out. Gee, I wonder who, the, who what that sounds like. <laughs> now, granted, no one threw someone off of a cliff, but, you know, they came close a few times, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, this was hilarious. And it just got me thinking, who could Nintendo bring in to do something like this with one of their franchises? Like Legend of Zelda or Fire Emblem. Like, I want, I want ideas, gentlemen. Who would, if we had to do, like, a story so far for, say, like, the Legend of Zelda franchise or Fire Emblem or uh, Metroid. Let's, let's, do, let's do Metroid. Uh, who would we get? I, I would I, say Sigourney Weaver for Metroid. That's the obvious. I one. mean, that would have been the go-to go choice. I yeah. mean, personally for me, I know he's getting up in the age, but you got to go with Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hello, I'm Morgan <laughs> Freeman. I remember thinking it was pretty funny that Samus keeps losing all her items at the beginning of every game. Then again, I'm not a gamer, so clearly I got some problems with gaming mechanics. So, And yes, that is a pretty good Morgan Freeman impersonation. You're welcome. See, I'm a man of many talents. But uh, I think it'd be entertaining to see one with like Jack Black, to be honest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jack Black explaining Mario. There you go for the Mario su successor game, the one the, the, the one that comes after Odyssey. Him uh talking about, you know, why Bowser keeps going after his pizza! <laughs> you know, that would, that would be hilarious. Um I, I I I would like to see Keanu Reeves. That'd be hilarious. Ah, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of intense, but I'm going to do my best for it. Yeah, um, and and then Star Fox. Then he has Star Fox. What did he need? Guns. Lots of guns. No. Uh, <laughs> so R wings. Lots of R wings. So you know that like that. This was so funny. Because like everyone, mm -hmm. and now they're like, can we get Brian Cox to describe to to uh, do the story so far for Metal Gear? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that would be so. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And, and then there was the Cold War prologue. Oh, trust me, this will make sense. I think <laughs> maybe. You know how Kojima is with his grand storytelling. Not that I have ever been part of something like that. You know. <laughs> Like, they've opened up a can of worms, ladies and gentlemen. It was definitely just, like, yeah, when I first saw that, like, I didn't know what to get it. Like, oh, this is a perfect retelling of the of the Tekken storyline that actually does work. Like, <laughs> you tell how, how someone, like, of his caliber to explain a Japanese game that is wacky as Tekken. And, uh, yeah, the way that Harada, like, basically advertised the thing as well, like, yeah, this is how you understand a Japanese game. And Tekken is pretty darn Japanese. Like, yeah. when was the time we have a bear that knows Kung Fu, that actually knows martial arts, facing up against the panda? Panda! <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been hilarious. And I go, oh, by the way, you can also play a panda in the game. Which is odd, I admit. But hey, that's Harada for you. You know, like, that would be so funny. <laughs> so... Like, I, I want to see who tries to top this next. Because we've seen celebrities in video games. Like, like Call of Duty has done it multiple times. Including with a guy we can't actually talk about legally. But, uh, you know, if you know, you know. But they also had Jon Snow in there for uh, the, the really terrible one. And, like, that was one thing. But this is bringing in Brian Cox to say, Okay, sir, we need you to do an Emmy-nominated style narration <laughs> for this. While trying to keep a straight face. And he goes... 
If you pay me enough, son, I'll do just about anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got it. I, I know this this shows my age. How about Martin Sheen? Oh, that's, oh man, Martin that's Sheen. right. West Wing president, baby. Because remember, he did the John Oliver end of the world video, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but like, have him do that for a video game. Ooh, which one would he do though? Oh, I I would want something like almost regal for his for his caliber. You know, uh, Elder Scrolls. There you go. <laughs> Like, hello, I'm Martin Sheen. And if you're watching this, then you might be a big Elder Scrolls fan. But there's quite a lot. Okay, so I don't do Elder. I can't do a Martin Sheen voice. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, there you go. Martin Sheen doing Elder Scrolls. Because remember, by the time Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, you know, they're going to need a, a, a story so far. Uh, and then we get to the Dovahkiin, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Who will we get for Splatoon? That's a good question. Uh, oh, I got one. I got one that's so off base, though. But we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it for the irony reason. We get Jenny Ortega, <laughs> and we have her do it. We have her basically being Wednesday, talking about this incredibly colorful game. <laughs> the comedy writes itself. You know, there's a lot of color, which I know nothing about, but it's there, so I guess it's good. Whatever. You know. Ah. <sighs> That would be funny. I, I want to see that. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Bandai Namco, for opening a can of worms that we could never, you know, put the lid back on. So I look forward. <laughs> never to gonna seeing... come back from this ever. <laughs> no. No. Take note that every game developer advertising team, yes, do something like that. No. Oh my gosh, I... that's gonna be hard to top. That's gonna be hard to top. I mean, and again, props to him. In fact, the only error he made in the in the trailer, I'm actually surprised he got away with this. He said uh, he was supposed to say he he won the the King of Iron Fist first the King of Iron Fist first tournament. He said the, he said the the, the Iron Fist first fist tournament. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a small error, but you know, like he, clearly he did well. The other, I was surprised to say like you know the Mishimas and the Hihachis and you know the, some of those names can be hard to say if you don't know how to say them. So he did everything else perfectly, but yeah, Brian Cox, everybody. <laughs> So glad Logan Roy is dead. Anyway, uh, we, we now move on to our main event, and which we have highlighted all episode long. The Splatfest is happening this weekend, starting on Friday night. And it is the question of, who do you like to spend your holidays with? With friends, with family, or by yourself? And we're going to talk about this as we settle it in Splat. We all choose family. That's our end of our show, everybody. So no. Easy peasy. <laughs> all right. So obviously we've been joking that we we do we do all pick family, but let's at least talk about it a little bit just to highlight why we're choosing family. And for me, it's simply because I live a minute from my family. Uh, we always have a good get together, even when my sister and I argue constantly. And my dad always takes my sister's side. It's canon. Deal with it, dad. Um, he is he he did, he's in denial, which is weird because he's not Egyptian, but whatever. Uh, got laugh. <laughs> Thank you. I, I need my own laugh track. I need to play like Will with like the the phone song. So you have a laugh track. So when you don't laugh, they laugh. We just need like a, if someone has like have a stream deck and just like oh yeah, just play a sound effect on cue. There you go. Oh, it's a dream. 
Oh, to dream. Maybe for episode, what are we on? 360, so 400. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good time. My mom makes the best food. And we always And I always have plenty of leftovers to take home and all that. And also, I just don't have friends I can hang out with. <laughs> All my friends are online. I'm such a millennial, which technically I am. Which technically I am, because apparently if you were born like 85 and after, you're a millennial, which makes no gosh dang sense. But whatever. <laughs> it's true. Look it up. But yeah, I, I honestly don't have many friends anymore that I, I could hang out with on the holidays. So it's I'm fine with going with my family. And like we, we hang out for Christmas, for New Year's, because we watch football. We just watched the national championship game. Go Michigan. Um and that was fun. Lots of snacks that I took home later on. And, you know, we do birthdays together. We just, we spend it. I see them every week. And so for me, family is the only option because I just like spending with them. Now, yes, the other holidays, you know, like Labor Day, Arbor Day, which, why is Arbor Day a holiday? Let's just be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> I got, like, you got to pay tributes to the trees, but I don't know. I know, but it should be like a tree leaf. Ah, <laughs> so. There, there are ones we obviously felt like fine spending it by myself. And if it wasn't for football, I probably wouldn't see them on New Year's Day. But when that's like a big holiday, like your Easter's, your Thanksgiving, sometimes Fourth of July, because that'll do a cookout or Christmas and all that, I go with family because I love my family. Love my mama. So, Wreck-It Ralph Friends Prince Hero. <laughs> Such a great movie. So, yeah, for me, family is the only option. Pretty much, you know, for the for the majority of, of the reasons right there, and yeah, I guess I'll probably also add on to that. Like, it, it's kind of strange, like regarding to how the fa with families and friends, like yeah, as you're like the young kid, be have your social because you always hang out with your, your friends about after school, just basically do anything, go out, eat the things and all that. And sure, it's like it, it definitely is that. If you want to spend like Christmas with your friends out there, like head out to hit the town, what paint the paint it red and all that, like sure, it's definitely a fun time. It's all that, and I can't help but also this one. I had this conversation with my, my friend as well. Like, when is the point that your friend actually actually be it then turns into your family, which is like, yeah, do you still call them your friends' friends, or you is your close friends now officially family, just not blood related and all that? So. It's kind, of, it's kind of a strange deal and like going into again back to this platoon 3 lore again Shiver wants to invite both Fry and Big Man out for the holidays and, and just again celebrate the win have a go and all sweep buffet or have the karaoke of course you just want to go, like, go, go spin out with your good good buds to share the good times and all that That that's like I'm very happy for that but it yeah like you Todd when it comes to just family like you they've been with you from life and of course likely you'll be to the end of your end of your life and yeah family's family like family don't end in blood boy and just how much they had like when, when i just personally like go like see my fam my my own family that's like okay for a barbecue for a birthday like sure i don't like the heck good food good 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 auras good family times just like okay seeing them how they're doing and all that because yeah once you once you get older uh listeners once you get older finding family time gets a lot more harder you than you realize and yeah sooner or later you will, will miss those times of like oh get, simple gatherings like sometimes the mundane family meetings those are the best times you have in your life so yeah 
once family's gone, they're gone. And so, yeah. And of course, naturally, the third top, the third choice, like, sure, I definitely enjoy my solo time. I like, I love my my peace and quiet and big man. I think he pretty much nailed it down. Like, yeah, what's more better than good self care and self love? So, yes, I'm just gonna go spend the time solo when the holidays end. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need more uh, R and R for our own personal well being. That's definitely for sure. But in the end, one, we need to give Friday's win finally. And yes, family's family. You don't turn your back on family. So that's my choice anyway. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Call it. So as the other two have also alluded to, I have also chosen family. Um, it's just one of those things where when you start getting older and you start having less time, you kind of miss some of the moments of when you used to like live with your family at times. Of course, not all the moments. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. For there sure, for are definitely sure. things that I don't miss about my family. What? No, I, but... hate to inter- I hate to interrupt. Like when I told you guys last year when we had that big power outage, uh, mm-hmm. like Fourth of July. I remember that, and I had to live with my family for like a week because I had no power in my apartment, but they had power at their house, and I was fine with it to an extent, but. When you're used to living by yourself and all of a sudden you're back with your parents and yeah, you remember all them, all those idiosyncrasies <laughs> to use a really big word to, <laughs> of like, like what they do and don't do and how like they, like my mom will never close the door when I'm, when I'm in my get, like my former room. Cause she likes like, Ta, just leave it open. It leaves the, let, let's the air out the house. I'm like, screw that. I want privacy. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. And my, and my dad will do things. I'm just like, why? And of course I had to be quiet late at night because my parents go to sleep like really early. And it's like, I'm, I, I didn't realize how much I liked living by myself until I had to live back with my parents. Yep. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh- yeah, I mean, I'm older now, and I spend a lot more of my time basically with just my wife or with my coworkers because I spend most of my time, you know, working or at home. And I live oh, ways away from my fa- family. So it's always nice to be able to actually go back and be there for a few days or just reminisce about things that we used to do back in the day or even things that we remember. Because if there's one thing that there's guarantees is that your family never forgets anything you do wrong. Nope. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 That no, one no. thing they you did when you were in kindergarten, you. they will always remember. Or that embarrassing moment that you wish they would forget, but they bring up like all the gosh dang time. Yes. All the time. <laughs> I had that happen the other uh, at a Christmas and Ashley told this, my sister Ashley told the story wrong and I got really livid because I'm like, that's not how it happened. It happened like this. And she goes, no, we have the tape. I'm like, I know we have the tape. I've seen the dang tape and that's not what, it, <laughs> not what happened. Yeah. They, uh, I, I feel like the stories sometimes get exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. After some time. So oh, that man, definitely man, is Mandela something effect. that happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's one of the big reasons why I would prefer going with family. Um, a lot of my friends have kind of gotten a lot, not really closer to. Some I still keep in contact with, but it's not nearly at the same levels I used to, like back in like college or high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like the, the thing is that, Especially with us in our very old age of the 30s and such. Um, <laughs> so old. So old. Uh, you know, when we're in high school and college, we can't think of, like, anyone else other than the people we're hanging out with, our, our clique, our BFS that we talk to, like, every day or see every day by default. 
and it's like yeah i would love to you know just like cool christmas party with them or like my church used to have these like new year's events and of course i would go to that because like everyone was there and we'd have a blast and stay up past one and all that it was good times i entered a, a pepper eating contest and i really regretted it um milk does not help as much as if they said it would <laughs> <laughs> but i rolled a mechanical bull so that was cool um but like when you're older and like you know everyone's like moved away or they have their own family or you know you have friends like you guys who have never met in person but i do hope to one day you know it's like i would hang out with you but i don't exactly have access and unlike don Toretto, <laughs> i don't have a super fast car that'll help me go across the country at light speed one quarter mile at a time you know? a car that makes us go to the moon <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> or do impossible bridge jump feats that just make no gosh dang sense. But family—that's why I say, like, if he could survive that, you know, surviving a death battle against a yakuza guy is not impossible. Will I'm just saying, power family. <laughs> so what? Uh, Cosmo also has family, and you know how how more or less the hell and back they would he would do. <laughs> true. This is true. So it's like, why not just make it happen? So, uh, but yeah, it when you have it. It's a beautiful thing. When you don't have it, you wish you did. And we won't speak about who we're talking about here, but it's we know someone who does not have the best family. And that's what we've been trying to be there for them and support them as they do new things and all that. Hopefully they'll get to have this kind of feeling one day that we have. So yep. it's sometimes like a Dominic Toretto. It's about your found family and the ones that you know, you've lifted up along the way and you can't imagine being without. And that's okay, too. Like, or if you're a goth and you just want to be alone, let the world burn. Fine, be that way. <laughs> we all know the time. <laughs> yes. So, like, how are you spending your holidays alone in the dark, eating dark chocolate because it makes me happy? <laughs> it was funny enough because I actually just checked, uh, rewatched some Grinch clip of uh, Jim Carrey's Grinch. Uh, and like, classic. oh, okay, self-loading, self-loading. Looking, look at myself in, in staring up on the ceiling on in the darkness. More self-loading. Oh, racquetball and myself. Uncompleted box? No. <laughs> of course, I could just rearrange that and look into the abyss and slip slowly into madness. <laughs> but what would I wear? <laughs> like, people ask me, like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? It's that one. Emphatically, hands down, every time. And I mean, I've seen, I've seen the good ones. I've seen Home Alone. I've seen Charlie Brown Christmas. I've seen you know, the original Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer. But when I saw Jim Carrey, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, like, what they got a got away with like there's a lot of innuendo and other very adult humor in there and then jim carrey despite all the horrors that he went through in that movie because of the suit like look up what happened to him it was terrible but he pulled it off and he had some of the best scenes like the 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 table scene with the sheet that was improv <laughs> that was he improv. did it perfectly he was supposed to knock off all of it like we're all we all do when we first try that trick and you're supposed to pull the sheet the, the thing goes flying and he still walks away because he doesn't care he does it perfectly and if you rewatch the scene as he's leaving the lights actually go down and he rushes back to the scene to knock it all off because that was what's supposed to happen and that's brilliant <laughs> Because like I, I can't believe that that scene itself was so improv and he did it perfectly. <laughs> it's beautiful. By all means, thing. Yeah, and it's just the way he delivers things. You know, it's like you thought I saved you. Wrongo. <laughs> so good, but you know, and and yeah, even the Grinch. You know, he didn't have a true family, but he has a found family, and that's a beautiful thing. So, but if there are people who just like being alone and just stay away from the noise, that's fine too. You do you, as long as you really feel that you're happy during these times. That's what matters. So, 
but it should be family because if it's not, you're all wrong. So, <laughs> and you can't be part of Dom Toretto's family if you're not family. <laughs> yeah, like and the only thing that Solo probably wants is because of its uh, ink color choice. And yeah, I'm not going to touch on that anymore. <laughs> no. Ooh, I was going to say a lie that could be conceived as potentially racist, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so, and with that, potentially racist comment. Um, but I didn't say it, so it doesn't count. Uh, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. Who are you siding with in the upcoming Splatfest? And how far will you fight for your friends, for your family, or for yourself? Which sounds arrogant and self selfish when you think about it. Like, how, how far will you fight for yourself? Like, oh, okay, you're going to fight for yourself. Ooh, big deal. You know, just saying. Uh, I can't. I can't. Uh, let us know. And, of course, what do you think about everything that's happened this week, including the AI Mario and how big of an abomination that is? All the Nintendo Switch successor rumors, which ones do you hope are true or hope aren't true? Are you going to play Golden Sun when it comes to the expansion pack next week? And uh, are you sad that Sakurai's channel is ending this year? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Spilkit Scott and Warrior Will, Iron Triforce Tide, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>